1: here we go. go hey
0: i'm jack hughes from wang chung hey everybody this is ivan from men without hats hello everybody this is francis dunry from it bites hi everyone this is andy from modern romance hi everyone this is charlene hi this is Betty Seaton from music e hi i'm nick haywood hi this is kevin from fiction factory
1: and you're listening to the 80s rewind show podcast If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. It's It's time
0: to bring you yet another amazing episode. And now, welcome your host, Rob,
1: the face for Radio Burgess. Enjoy the show.
0: Hello, hello, my 80s Rewinders. How are you out there in 80s Rewind podcast land? Hope you're doing extremely well. I've got a fantastic episode for you today. Um, before I get into that, please like and subscribe, uh, write a review on Apple Podcasts if you can, and tell all your friends all about it. You know what? Let's do some reviews. Olivia May says, A real great listen. Can't wait for new episodes. Thank you, Olivia. Uh, McShafto. Oh, I like that one. Says, I love the 80s and I love this show. And Charlotte Waz says, great podcast. So like Charlotte and McShafto <laughs> and Olivia May, if you want to get in touch, you can. You can get me at the a One show at gmail.com. As ever, the link will be in the show notes. And don't forget, if you just want to tell me what your favourite 80s song is and why you like it, you can get me at the same address. It'll be in the show notes there. So thank you for those lovely reviews. And like those guys, all you do is you pop up to Apple Podcasts and leave me a little review. That would be absolutely amazing. And I would thank you eternally for it. It'd be absolutely brilliant. Anyway, on to today. Show
1: the 80s Rewind Show podcast.
0: So, a couple of weeks ago, I reviewed the debut album from Dream Kid and I reached out to Dream Kid and said, Can I talk to you about your music? And your 80s influences, and he said yes. So I managed to meet up with Dreamkid online, and bless him, he wasn't very well in the week, and he had flu, and he still connected, and we did the interview. What an absolute trooper he is, and uh, he's a lovely, lovely guy. We had a great chat, and he's really friendly, and his music is absolutely amazing. Yet again, I'm going to put a link to his album in the show notes, and to his Instagram account will be in the show notes as well. So if you want to find out more about him after this, you can go straight to the show notes and find him and give him a click on there. Um, he's agreed to let us play a track at the end of the show as well, so we're going to play Hearts Don't Beat the Same when they're hurting. And that's the eighth track off his debut album. On a side note, when we play that song, I want to dedicate it to one of my oldest school friends, Ben. Unfortunately, Ben passed away recently. Uh, we met in the um, mid-80s. We were friends off the 80s. And then we lost touch and when the internet came around, we reconnected again in the later years. And he was one of my oldest... Friends, if you like. He was my oldest friend, as in we hung out every single day. We didn't see each other for many years. But he was one of the people that I met when I was a kid. And I always had great admiration for him. And he was fantastically flamboyant. Uh, going to miss you, Benny. That song's for you. I think it's perfect for you. Anyway, on with the interview. Let's go way, way back. When you, when you was a kid, was there a lot of music in the house growing up? Was, was your parents into music? Were they musicians?
1: Um, no. Um, my mom was a dancer. But, and my dad was more of a sportsman. Um, he wasn't big into music. Uh, he liked Supertramp and I used to he used to love Supertramp. That was his main, his, his, that was like his Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but they did, they did, they used to host a lot of parties growing up. And I, I remember them playing stuff like Fine Young Cannibals and stuff like that, but it wasn't a musical family. I, I, I believe my grandfather was a drummer. And my other grandfather was a comedian and a singer. So there's that link. Uh, But yeah, they I mean, they were always into music, but I wouldn't say they weren't musicians or anything. So I was a bit, I was probably the only, I have two sisters as well who love music as well. And also they didn't play any instruments or anything like that.
0: So when did you sort of become aware of music? Was it a young age or was you interested? Was you a sports sort of kind of kid? Was you into Um, music as a kid? I
1: was... I was into music straight out the bat from about four years old. I remember like asking my mom, I was like, um, like I really love music. She was like, okay, well, let's go find you some music. And she's like, what music do you like? I'm like, um, I don't know. she's like, do you like MC Hammer? She's like, I think she played me like you can't touch us. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I like that. So I got into kind of rap at first. (laughs) And then, um, and then I was into, I got into Villain ice. I was big into Villain ice. Which is I even got a tattoo of the last actually <laughs> crazy. I think I think I'm the only person with a, with a villain last tattoo. Even the guy even the guy that tattooed me he was like just before we started. He was like, "Are you sure you you want villain last <laughs> tattoo?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure." Um, and then after that, I kind of got into uh, I got into like Brian Adams. I started going into more like rock, and then I was into like Aerosmith. Yeah, Brian. Um and then I discovered, I think in about ninety four, I discovered um, Green Day, Green Day the Dookie. Yeah. That album. And then I was just like, well, I was just like I went straight into the whole punk thing, like offspring and and then Blink 92 came along, maybe like I kind of got into them about 90, 97, hmm. And then I was like sold. I was like, music, I'm 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 starting a band. Like that was it. Uh <laughs> So and, I, and at the time I was actually big into surfing. I was actually competing a bit as well because my dad's a big surfer so I was kind of into that and but as soon as I like kind of discovered Blink I was just like that's it You were sold Like I'll still surf But I'm not going to be competitive Like it's not really an option <laughs> like Music is what I'm doing
0: <laughs> And what was the um? What was the first Sort of instrument You gravitated to Was it keyboards or guitars What was the first thing You went to
1: um, It was actually drums Oh wow Yeah I think naturally I've always actually I have like the drumming I've got like a drumming brain I'm just like tapping and and I I wanted to drum and then I I think I showed my dad like the price of a drum set and he was just like no chance (laughs) (laughs) because at the time it was like yeah I was like 5000 rand and I think back then I was like quite a lot so I think and then my mom were in the shop once and mom just said okay we'll get you a guitar 200 rand we'll get you there you get started and then I just kind of got into yeah just kind of got into the guitar and then from there kind of started singing I think now when I think back, I don't think I would have wanted to be a drummer because I like to kind of be in the front. and am like shouting in the microphone and stuff. So.
0: <laughs> You're a, a closet front man with a log Yeah,
1: yeah, you could say that. <laughs> but um, I still, yeah, I still want to buy a drum set one day so I can just bash around, you know.
0: <laughs> At least you get an electronic one now, so be quiet. For you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put on the headphones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yeah. Your neighbors will love you. So um yeah. When, when did you sort of first start gigging with bands? When did when did you join your first band?
1: Um I started my first band in nineteen ninety-nine. And I think our first our first show was maybe only in two thousand. We did like a battle of the bands and we did okay, but yeah, I mean I and mean, a lot of the guys who were in the band with me were just like friends who I just showed to play like bass like just play this go there and I like okay <laughs> <laughs> and I think yeah and then and then but then we carried on a couple of the members changed and then we got quite serious around 2001 and we did quite well in South Africa we were like on the top like charts local charts and stuff like that we'd kind of we gigged around for about three years so and then after that we kind of we made, made the move to London
0: and what sort of band was it was it a rock band was it a pop band
1: it was very much pop punk um, it was, it was called what now? It was like a real, it was like a blink on 82 clone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when you moved to London, we changed our sound. We're still going, we called new volume. We're more like alternative, not, not very much 80s, but there is a bit of a touch of 80s. Yeah.
0: Yeah and then so you did the band for a little while and then was it working as a band or, or was you sort of just wanting to go off in a different direction
1: um when i started the dream kid yeah um yeah it start, i mean i was always into wave. i was always obsessed about it but i didn't quite have the knowledge of like this home studio and that kind of stuff i wasn't really it always seemed a bit like too overwhelming to me like compression and things i was just like wow like i don't know if i could actually deal with all this and then it was lockdown. I was like, no, what, I'm just going to just, I'm just going to give this a shot. And I literally, like that first album, I wrote and learned, studied YouTube tutorials. And I kind of wrote the songs as I was learning about production at the same time. And But I always knew I was going to do something synth wavy, maybe since 2000 and maybe 2015 2016 i first discovered the new retro wave channel and i was like whoa what's happening here? there's <laughs> <laughs> this whole scene like cuz i i always wanted to like i always wanted to do that early on but i just didn't know there was a whole scene yeah. you know around it. um so i was pretty blown away like when i actually saw there was this whole like movement cuz i think like a lot of bands used to hear a lot of bands even like bands in the 90s and early 2000s that would like have a part in a song where they would kind of touch into a bit of synthwave, but then it would like it normally be like in a bridge. You'd hear like a bit of something that would like change. It, and then you'd be like, wow, like, that sounds really cool. That like nostalgic feel. And then and then that would like change and go to the chorus and then it'll go back to rock or something. And I was always like, why are they stopping? Why do they keep that sound going. <laughs> That's the bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, why, why did the keyboard just go away now? Carry on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, are you doing Dream Kid and the band simultaneously at the moment, or have you separated and gone?
1: Yeah, I'm doing. My, I'm doing both simultaneously. Um, we kind of the band took a break, obviously with, with lockdown and stuff. But I'll, I'll still, you know we still do it on the
0: side. So what I love is, um, I was going through obviously Instagram um, for people that have not found your music yet. I was on Instagram and you do fantastic little videos that look like an old video mm. cassette playing. And then you you sort of highlight it saying um, like a wedding day, 1984, and the best man yeah, loves to play. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I love all that stuff because it just sets the scene for the music. Where, where did those ideas come from? Did it just come to you or did you see it somewhere or was it?
1: I saw a couple of artists online doing similar kind of thing. Mm. And... I mean, at first, I was I was always doing these videos. I just kind of I didn't really know what what else to post because I know like Stu from from Outland, he was like, you should post on TikTok. You know, you should get, get involved in TikTok. And I was like, I don't really know what to like. What what do you post on TikTok? I don't know what <laughs> really to do. Like, like so, I would just try different things. And at at first, I would talk about different plugins, and and then I would started like um, I just started filming myself, just jamming little little noodles, you know, doodles and. And then a couple of the videos started doing quite well. I remember I got like a thousand followers in like a day. And I was like, okay, something here. Maybe you should keep going. And then I just added one of those like point of view captions. I just said, I'm just gonna just try this. I've seen a couple of other guys do it, so I'm just gonna try it as well. And then it just it just went it just went nuts. And then I just was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna just carry on. I, I enjoy doing it. I mean, I would, I would do them anyway if there were five people that liked
0: them. It's definitely got a look. Like, well, as soon as I saw your videos and then I saw another one, I knew it was you yeah. straight away. It's a great it's a great way of getting people to notice. I mean, for anyone that's not heard your music and is on Instagram after this interview, you will know straight away that this is Dream Kid because it's just got this a fantastic aesthetic look. And then the soundtrack, once you hit the volume button, it comes on straight away. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's a lovely, lovely thing. Yeah. Cause I love all those old, old filters anyway, but when you back out with the music, yeah. which is fantastic, it's fantastic. fantastic. That's great.
1: Yeah, I didn't want it. I didn't want it looking too glossy. You know, I didn't want it to be like high def, like perfect lighting. I wanted to be a bit VHSy and you know, a little bit. I think it's kind of it's almost refreshing to a lot of people because everything on TikTok is so like hard definition. Yeah, and then you get something that's a little bit like old school looking. I think I think that can help. I think that
0: helps. It's wonderful. And what were your your sort of influences from the eighties music wise? Who would you go to to? listen to for inspiration
1: see i I, in my head i kind of there's there's a difference between synthwave artists and um, like 80s bands it's like it's a different but in terms of 80s bands i mean i listen to a lot of stuff which is not really synth synthy it's more like in excess and i've listened to like motley Crue and bon jovi and brian adams and that kind of stuff and obviously with synthwave it was like time cop i think the first song i heard was the time cop and uh, Dana Jean Phoenix song, Dana Jean Phoenix song, I think it's called Dreams or something. I think it's called that, I can't remember, but that was the first song I heard. Yeah, I think with the 80s, yeah, a lot of the 80s bands I listen to aren't really synth I'd say. And, and the way, the way I kind of in my head, because I grew up a lot on pop punk, I found that the, the chord progressions and the kind of riffs, arpeggios, and pop punk are actually very similar to synth wave arpeggios and melodies. So it's almost like I put my pop-punk writing kind of uh, influence into Synthwave and it kind of works quite well, you know.
0: Are you more influenced by film soundtracks than actual music? Is it more about the film soundtracks?
1: Uh, not entirely, not entirely. I love film soundtracks. Like, um, they, I think I watched the movie Flight of the Navigator the other day and I was like, I forgot about it. I was like, dude, the soundtrack is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so Synthwave, but I didn't realise. I think obviously I'd heard it a lot when I was younger and you kind of, I think it's like a subconscious thing. That just kind of, you know, I mean, you forget about it, but then you, you listen to it again, you're like, oh, that's where I'm getting that kind of idea from. Let's
0: talk about your writing process itself. Uh, you've got fantastic titles on the album like Restart and Broken Heart Airlines and stuff. Is it title first, music second, or is it the other way around for yourself?
1: No, it's generally the music first, and then I'll do the title at the end. But a lot of those newer songs I'm writing, funny enough, I've got the title first. So I literally, like, I'll start with a song, it'll just be like something vibe or whatever, and then I would like make it and then as soon as if it's a song that I sing on, then I'll know like, okay, I'm going to call it this, you know, it makes more sense. Yeah. Um, But it can work either way. I think at the moment it's, it's it's like that. Um, It can be either way. But the the first album was definitely, I did the titles at the end.
0: And let's talk about, let's talk about writing the first album. So you're saying you you wrote most of it during lockdown. How did it go? Did you just sort of roll out of bed and it'd be like, right, I'm going to work from nine to five. Was it an organic album?
1: Yeah, I was, I mean, I was barely, like, because I was working on a, I was doing like ubi Eats on a bicycle. Like that was my hustle. Like, <laughs> like a fixie bike. Like I did it for a couple of years. I still, I still do it every now and then. I just I actually enjoy it in a weird way. So I'd like do that on the side. But generally, I just literally, i work. I'm, I work at night. I'm a night person. I've always been like a night owl. So I'll, I'll work until maybe nine o'clock at night, and then work until five in the morning. Every night, and at first, i actually, wasn't going to sing. I was just going to make like instrumentals because I wasn't sure how my vocal was going to fit like over synth wave. I was a bit like, hmm, "I'll try it out, and if it doesn't work, I'm just going to do like instrumentals." And then I don't know, kind of I started doing it. And I was like, actually, it's kind of different. It's like a bit of pop punk vocal on a, on a synth wave track, and I was like, I think it's refreshing, so I'm just going to go with that, and then. But yeah, everything was like, I was kind of like experimenting and just kind of learning about everything as I was going. So the the writing of the new album that I'm doing is obviously a difference because now I have a bit more knowledge of what I'm doing. So I could, I feel like I could focus more on the songwriting before I was kind of like, I don't know, doing it simultaneously.
0: You would do writing tech as well as producing as well as... You know. Yeah.
1: Like I would do something, I will do something and I'd be like, how do I do that with a vocal? Like what is the thing where... Someone says something and, and it's called a throw But like I would be like I wouldn't know I wouldn't know It's called a throw I'd just be like It's like an echoey And I'd go on YouTube And be like, and be like uh, Okay That's how you do it And then I'd go back To the song And be like Okay Now I know what I'm doing
0: There's like, there's no simple manuals Out there for like How do I make The last line of vocal Throw three bars Is there There's nothing like simple, That simple to find No
1: I, I mean it, it did help That our, are that our, um, Songs in the past But they're all like Guitar rock based Kind of stuff
0: in four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: You know. Yeah. I mean, I still I still don't know keys on keyboard. Everything I do is completely here. I don't know any, I don't know the, I don't even know the keys on my song. I don't, like people go, what's the key of the song? I have no idea.
0: <laughs> That's kind of good though, isn't it? Because, you know, too much can be a bad thing.
1: I think I shouldn't. <laughs> I think I should stop being lazy and actually just learn more by theory. I think it would probably help me in the long run. But it is it is nice being an ear musician because you don't really have boundaries. You're just like, Well, it sounds good. I'm just gonna go with that,
0: you know. Are you planning to tour the album at any point?
1: Definitely, but I think I'm gonna get this second album um going and then I'm um, then I'm gonna definitely tour this year for sure. I'm busy kind of discussing it. Yeah. Oh,
0: so there's plans for a tour. Yeah, a lot of
1: a, a lot of a lot of people online are, are seeing as well, like when you're coming, you know, a lot of people in the States, I find a lot of the, my fan base at the moment is like 80% American, mm. which, yeah, which is cool. I mean, I'll, yeah, so we'll see what happens.
0: I mean, you've got a huge synth based um, background in the States, haven't you? because of MTV back in the day. So I suppose a lot of people are hearing the sounds again and going, oh, that's, that's, you know, that's me when I was 16.
1: Yeah. I suppose with the uh, Americans, like the American movies, you know, the whole influence, like Pepsi, pizza, all that kind of, well, I wasn't sure at first. I thought maybe that the Instagram algorithm was just like pushing me out to American stuff. Or well, maybe it is, but, you know, yeah, it might
0: be. I suppose if they're liking it in the States and like, their friends are liking it, it would be more, yeah. So yeah, how do you get the sounds together for the the actual album and the songs? Where do you find those? Are they sort of just built in, or do you create the sounds yourself?
1: Um, I buy a bunch of preset packs, and then I just kind of f- fiddle around with them. Um, there's there's a there's a company that I think it's called Oblivion. Oblivion, yes, they make like the, they do the hex drum plugin, which I love. And then I, when I bought that plugin, I saw they have a bunch of like diva like uh, packs. So I bought those. I think there's like two or three. I think it, they're called Neon Circuits. Right. Neon circuits. Yeah. And I really loved them. I was like, wow, these are great presets to start, you know, to start some inspiration. So, and then I'll just fiddle around with those. But I'm in the process of actually making my own preset pack. So, but I'm just, it's obviously the first one I've done. So I I need to take my time. (laughs) I don't want to rush it.
0: So at the time of this recording, you just released the single All I Need Is You. Was that written for the new album or for the last album?
1: That's actually a last Concord song. So that's a, I just sang, they just said, um, we have this instrumental track, uh, we want you to sing on it. So I just, I just kind of, yeah, I just did my thing on top of it and they loved it. And I think it's, I believe it's probably going to go on today, next album. Right. But that's not my song. That's like not a track of mine. Oh, okay. I just, I just collabed with them. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean it's, it's it's such a match it sounds like it could have been one of yours it's crazy
1: Yeah yeah they've, they've got a very similar um music style to to me as well Yeah like even when they when they sent me the song I was like I would have definitely it's definitely something I could have made like musically like Yeah like they, they they yeah it's very similar to mine but I uh, I think they came from the same pop punk rock thing. What
0: was it about synth pop you think people like? Why do you think people are now going back to it and resonating with it?
1: I think it's just that nostalgic feeling you can't beat. Like there's something different about it. it, it even now when I listen to all kinds of music, you know, there's no other feeling that's, that synth wave music gives me. Like that other other genres, I just don't I just don't get that. But I get a different kind of feeling. It's still a good feeling. I've listened to a rock song and it's still a good feeling, but it's not the same kind of, it's some like happy nostalgic feeling that people, I think people forgot that it that even lives inside of them. Like people that never heard Synthwave, but hear and they're like, oh my goodness, I forgot about this feeling. I think that's a big part of it.
0: Someone asked me once, um, why do I like the 80s? And I said, because they it created its own universe. And if you um, I don't, yeah. if, I don't even seen a documentary called Eight Oh Eight about the drum machine, but I that, have, yes. yeah, and in that they were saying that they um, they couldn't make the realistic sound, so they made their own one, and um, I think that's the <laughs> synthwave universe where it's sort of grounded and it's completely ungrounded all at the same time, and it's like it's yeah yeah, you know what I mean, like it's its own there's, universe. There's, there's
1: just nothing. There's nothing like. There's nothing like the eighties. There's nothing like synthwave. It's like its own. Yeah. You know. So yeah, you know, as you say, it's own little world, and it's like it's like people's happy, it's people's happy place as well. I find like, I suffer quite badly from mental health and depression and anxiety, and um I find synthwave's helped me so much.
0: Wow, that's really positive, yeah. then, isn't it? It's a positive, and I thing.
1: think um I, I've heard a lot of people say the same thing. So, wow. I,
0: I mean, why yeah. do you, why do you think that is for yourself? Is it the the because it's quite relaxing? Is it? Something like that, is it?
1: I think so. And also, like, I have good childhood memories and it brings that up and it kind of, I just can go into that that same feeling I've had that so maybe kind of wasn't there for a while, brings it back again.
0: That's crazy. So, it kind of, it almost, it's almost like a time traveling thing for you. It, it brings yeah, back, yeah,
1: for me, it is. Yeah, but then it, it, it then it brings like a good feeling and then I can think about the future and then it also brings, it kind of locks that into. and. You know, just puts me in a better state of mind altogether
0: that's fantastic i didn't think of that for people
1: with that sort of thing that's brilliant that's that's the way i've seen it but i I can tell a lot of people have said the same thing like some comments on stuff on 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 instagram and tiktok yeah a lot of people have said the same thing and i think like i said a a lot of people forgotten that feeling maybe they just forgot about it life moved on
0: would you ever write a track for sort of people with anxiety using those sounds like specifically for that purpose for people that, yeah,
1: sure, so yeah. i do something differently. Yeah, yeah. For
0: when people get anxious, they can put it on.
1: Yeah, like a like a relaxing, like a relaxing, almost like sleeping mm. white noise music, but synthwave style. Yeah,
0: because there is a track by I think it's called Marconi Union called Weightless. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, and it was designed so loads of scientists got together and they designed this track. It's on YouTube and and it's eight minutes long and it's designed to to calm people down. But the kick drum oh, as it wow. goes on slows down and you automatically follow the song.
1: Oh, uh, and then eventually, like, yeah, chilled, just going to a little snooze. yeah, and I thought
0: this is nonsense, so I put it on yeah. before I went to bed and I conked out over the first three minutes, uh,
1: so, <laughs> so
0: it, it definitely
1: was um, <laughs> I definitely I definitely need that because I'm the worst sleeper ever. like I'd never sleep. I'm just like I'm just but I've always been like that, even as a baby, just
0: I'm the same, <laughs> I, 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 I,
1: like I have to like I actually have to have white noise just to try and get to sleep. Every now that have to put it on like, like Sound of an Ocean or
0: something so mine is just like got like ADD in my head <laughs> so tonight try Marconi Union Weightless see how you get on on YouTube Okay, try that I'm
1: one I'm
0: definitely going to try that <laughs> I'm definitely going to try that if you um, Man, if you'd written a track from the 80s which one do you wish you'd written if there's a if there's a synthwave track or just an 80s one that stands out what's the one you think that one Um,
1: Van Halen Dreams that's oh. I forgot to mention was Van Halen sorry I was that was a, that's what I forgot. Yeah, Van Halen dreams. I just love the synth in that song. Yeah, it's very synthwave, but not synthwave. But but it's yeah. So if you could
0: if you could collaborate with an eighties artist now, say you could sort of get someone on board to sing a track with you, is there an eighties band with a vocalist that you'd really love to work with?
1: I would. I would say Sammy Hagar from Van Halen. I really like his vocal. I, I, I was more I was more of a Sammy Hagar person than a. And the other dude, I forgot his name. David oh, Lee Roth. Um, yeah. Yes, yes. Where, where most people it's the other way around, but I'll definitely say Sammy Hagar. I love his vocal.
0: Oh, that'd be really good. Cool. Yeah. So you do more of a, a, a sort of rock synth track on that one. Yeah. That kind of thing.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I think you'd have you'd have
0: to. Yeah. If you was going to cover an '80s song, which one would it be? Wherever
1: young but also all. Yeah. I know a lot of people have done that, but that is a good one.
0: Yeah, I can hear you well, doing that. that it, it has
1: been. Yeah, yeah I, think I could, I could probably, probably sing that as well. Like, yeah, I love the, it's got some good synth in that song too. There's a good scene in, there's a, there's a great scene in Napoleon Dynamite where that song comes on at the end. And I, and so I'm always like, that, that fits. This
0: song so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could, your your sound it would definitely fit that track. That would be absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, you've, yeah. You've, you've brought the album out um, on. You can stream it as well, but you've also released it on cassette, which I found really interesting as well. Because cassettes, yeah. cassettes are slowly on the way up. Was that a decision to do it on cassette because it's that's the thing now, or did you just not fancy doing it on vinyl? Um, we are we out. We are in
1: the process of of doing vinyls. We're currently just sorting out of the artwork. Um, we were just kind of waiting to see the demand. We didn't want to go and just press a whole bunch of stuff and not know like where it's going to go, but seems to be going okay. So we're definitely going to be doing vinyls. Um, in terms of cassettes with Outland, the label I'm signed to, I think they were just like immediately were like, we're going to make a So I was like, oh, cool. We're all that. So I, and I, I would have done them anyway. Yeah. Uh, I would have done them. I was just kind of, you know, yeah. Because at first I was actually just going to release a, I was just going to release a song, like I was like, I'm just going to make a single, see what happens, and then like, our were like, no, no, like put an album, and I was so like, because obviously I was learning at the time, I was like, oh, I, I, I haven't even mixed a song, I'm, <laughs> I'm how am I going to do this? <laughs> um, but at the same time, it was actually really good. It actually pushed me. Otherwise, I probably would have just delayed the delayed the whole operation for another four years trying to, <laughs> trying to perfect the compression and the EQ.
0: <laughs> that's true, yeah. You can tweak for a million years and they'll still
1: not oh, get it right. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it's, it, that's, that's that's quite a difficult part being a, a musician slash producer mixer all in one. Mm. And, what's,
0: and what's next for you? Is it going to be uh, the album and then a tour? Is it going to be is that your next steps? Or do you want to work going Yeah, film I'm, I'm aiming
1: for I'm aiming for the, get this new album done and then tour so i can do this album and then the previous album and one like one big double tour of both so i have more material to play
0: fantastic and if people want to find out about you where's the best place to find out
1: all my handles are dreamkid83 even my website dreamkid83 youtube dreamkid83 twitter instagram tiktok all of them <laughs> the same
0: fantastic yeah. um, it's a fantastic album and I love it and I sent it to my mates um, thank you on, on Spotify no honestly and my mates will love it as well uh, my friend came back to me oh, and said awesome. he wants you to cover Shattered Dreams by Johnny H. Jazz he wants to hear you do
1: that version of it so, Jeez, I need to I don't even know if I know that song. i I
0: probably know if I heard it you 100% will so um, it's a fantastic album um, buy the cassette thank find you find it on streaming um, follow Dream Kid see the tour it's going to be amazing thank you it
1: has been three weeks since I last did. hear from you. Was another. By Robbie. If you enjoyed today's episode,
0: make sure to subscribe and leave us a review.